The following podcast is from Pathway Community Church. More information about Pathway can be found at www.pathwaycc.net. Please enjoy this podcast, and we pray that God will meet you while you listen. So today we're going to be talking about, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and I, I'm, forgive me if I say Canadian Thanksgiving, um, I get that to you guys it's just Thanksgiving, to me a foreigner Canadian Thanksgiving, and it's weird because it's before Halloween, and I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, But I promise I'm going to eat a lot of food (laughs) twice, um, because I'm going to celebrate both. Uh, So anyway, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I decided to talk about being thankful. Makes sense, right? Uh, Being thankful, Thanksgiving, all those kinds of things. It's a good reminder and I'll be honest, guys, we, we had some debate of whether we we're going to do church t- today or not, so Rob and I were talking about possibly doing some kind of online streaming thing um, for you guys today if we did close church down, which we didn't, praise Jesus. Um, but in that process, it got me looking at my sermon, and it changed some directions that I was going to go. Um, so forgive me if it's not as polished as I normally am, because you guys know how... <laughs> That's not that funny. (laughs) All right. But forgive me if it's not as polished as normal, but uh, bear with me. I think that what God has to say today is good. So if you guys would, turn into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to be starting in verse 16. Um, If you guys would stand when you find it. If you don't know where 1 Thessalonians is, as Rob likes to say, there's a table of context in the beginning of your Bible. People worked hard to put it there, and don't be ashamed to use it. So we're going to start in verse 16 of chapter 5 in 1 Thessalonians. Paul says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are good to us, and thank you that you guide us. I pray that you would just bless our time here together today. I thank you for the people who've made it. Thank you for the people who haven't made it. Lord, I pray that you would just bless our time together. And God, that you would keep us safe and keep us close. We love you and we thank you. In your name, amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. There are many days that I do not want to do what these verses tell me to do. Yesterday was one of them. I had zero desire to rejoice. I had zero desire to pray. And I had zero desire to give thanks. It's okay to not always be perfect. The expectation that we have on ourselves is much higher than I think the expectation that even God has on us. He says be holy, but he understands that without Jesus Christ, we cannot be holy. And so, when we look at these verses, we need to understand that they're asking a lot, but without Jesus Christ's help, we're going to fall short every time. Just to give you guys a little bit of context, in my day yesterday, it started out just fine. I liked the snow, and I was out shoveling, and I was sweaty and miserable, but... uh, got down to just my flannel and it was fine, but uh, immediately when I came in from shoveling, our daughters were freaking out and my wife was 
frazzled because they had been in, indoors for three days um, because of the snowstorm. So I said, let's, that's okay, let's go to Walmart. Like, we'll just make a family trip to Walmart. It's what we do in small towns. It's, it's the party hangout. <laughs> and so we went to Walmart and uh, immediately a fight broke out as soon as we walked into the door. It was silly, it was stupid, as most fights are. I was impatient, Jackie was extremely patient. I was wrong, she was right, it's okay. I'm our, my name is Andrew and I am a man, I can live with that. Um, so we, we went into Walmart, I was frustrated at Jackie, she was frustrated at me, I was frustrated with the kids as well, which you know, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old really have a lot of control over whether they frustrate me. But we went into the store and tried to fake it and try to work it out uh, on the fly. And it didn't work very well. And uh, my wife isn't in this room, so I apologize for this, but I, I, I was wrong in how I treated her and how I talked to her, um, in my attitude towards her. And it didn't exemplify what these three verses, which are the three verses that I originally had planned on teaching on and telling you guys to be better, I wasn't listening to what God wanted to tell me. And so for that, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to you guys because I should be a good example, and sometimes I'm not. And so I want to just get that out of the way right now because yesterday I was not thankful for what God had given me. I had not remembered to rejoice in the Lord. I got self-centered. So there's two different things that we can do. There's a lot of different things that we can do, but mostly there's two different things that we can do when God tells us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in everything um, when things are hard. So this snowstorm is a good example of frustrations and things that, a curveball that we weren't expecting. At least most of us weren't expecting it. I was praying for it, and again, I'm sorry. But we can do a couple of things when things don't go our, our way. The first option, and the most chosen option, is we can go into sin. We can get self-centered. We can get self-focused. We can get justifiable. <laughs> we like to justify our actions in these times. We like to do what we know is wrong. We don't listen to what God has to say. And really, a few things happen. It creates more of a gap between not just us and God, but us and our relationships around us. So yesterday, when I was being upset at my wife in Walmart, I was creating a wedge. I was pushing that wedge deeper and creating a bigger gap in between us to where understanding and love and care and mercy and grace and gentleness and kindness and self-control, all of those things, you guys know the list, none of them were there. I was focused on my heart attitude and what I needed. And so there was a gap there between me and my wife, me and my kids. I didn't even want to be nice to my kids because they were ticking me off. Don't they understand that I'm more important? Not only that, I created a wedge between God and myself. Because immediately I started saying, well, I'm more important than showing my wife grace. 
what I'm going through right now is more important than to give mercy or to rejoice or be thankful for her. Because, guys, my wife is awesome, and she does so much. And without her, I don't even think I would be bathed and clothed standing before you. Right? Maybe clothed. <laughs> so we create that gap. We also we stop experiencing the grace of God and start experiencing the condemnation of Satan. So here's the funny thing about sin, is Satan will poke you until you commit sin. He will say, do it. Do it. You know you want to. Really, Jesus doesn't have everything. You, you need this too. And so whatever that sin is, whether it's pride in my case, or sexual sin in some people's cases, or thievery, right? Or whatever it may be, the list goes on. Satan likes to poke us right where he knows we are weak until we commit that sin. And then what does he do? He flips the tables and says, you dirty sinner, how could God ever love you? You should be ashamed of yourself. And so then we get the double whammy because we're depressed before we sin and we think that the sin will help. And so we commit the sin and then we're more depressed because now we've just doubled down on our losses. And so Satan is very good at condemnation. And remember that Jesus Christ said, I came into the world not to condemn, but to what? Save. He gives us grace, guys. Praise Jesus. Yesterday, it was covered on the cross for me. And who I am, who I was, whatever you want to say, is paid for on the cross. And so I can look at my life and be thankful that God has forgiven me of my sins in every situation. And guys, we, think, we, we like to think of, I'm just going to use sexual sin because it's kind of the, the forefront of my mind right now. We look at sexual sin and we think that's the worst. And that, I don't have a problem with that, so he's not talking to me right now. Great, if you don't have a problem with that, continue not having a problem with that. How's your pride doing? You know, how, how's, that, how's that little inner voice that's saying, I don't need to hear this right now, how's that doing? Because those are the things that we need to draw attention to so that we can be more thankful in the Lord, so that we can rejoice in Him always, so that we can look to Him for our help. Because, guys, I will fail every day as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, if you give me the chance. My hope is, and I, I would hope that you guys pray for this as well, that Andrew dies on a daily basis. And the reason why that's important that you guys pray for that for me, is because, and Rob as well, is because we're up here and we're teaching you guys, and if it's about me, or if it's about him, then guess what? We are teaching you the wrong thing. And, and you guys can crumple up whatever we say and throw it out in the bin because, guys, if it's self-centered, it is nonsense. And so we need to be rejoicing that the Lord has saved us from that. So what do we do with that? What's the other option? The, other op the first option, remember, is sin, which again is the more commonly used uh, method of transportation in this scenario. The second option, though, is don't sin. <laughs> it's that simple. Draw close and abide in Christ. Look, the issues become less intimidating. Whatever issues you're facing, 
Right now we have farmers in this room that are very intimidated by how, many, how much snow just fell over two days. There's a lot of problems with, that go along with this and things that I didn't even think of. I was just talking to uh, Kevin and he was telling me that even next year's crops are affected by this snow. And so there's a lot of intimidation on that. There's a lot of factors that play into that and it's really easy to fall back on what am I going to do to fix this problem? What am I going to do to solve this? And instead of looking to Jesus Christ as the author and finisher of our faith and the author and finisher of our life, if you really want to look at it like that, we start trying to devise a plan. It's really difficult, guys, to be thankful when all you're doing is trying to prove yourself worthy. God's grace is allowed to flow freely when we remember Him and abide in Him. He is able to give us grace upon grace. I heard it described like this. If you guys were to think of the ocean, I know that we're landlocked here, but if you've been to either of the oceans, it doesn't really matter. Even if you've been to a lake, it kind of works. It's not as effective. Think of an ocean. So you have an ocean, and you go to an ocean, and you take an Expo marker. Do you guys know what Expo markers are? The dry erase markers that you write on the board? Okay, take the cap off of that marker. Okay, you got what little cap. You dip that in the ocean, and you splash that on your face. Okay, that is how much grace it took for God to save you. The rest of the ocean is how much grace God wants to give to you. Guys, God is so big and we are so snotty. <laughs> we forget how good he is to us. The air that we're breathing, the warmth that we have, the friends, the family. Yes, things suck sometimes and I'm not going to be up here and tell you any different. I just told you how my day went yesterday and so you guys understand that I know intimately how sucky days can get. But when I start turning my eyes to Jesus, when I start looking to Him, when I start pressing into Him, when I open up this, this big book that we have, everybody in this room probably has one, and if you don't have one, the likelihood of you having a smartphone with the Bible app on it is very good. And so, if you don't have a Bible, let me know, I'll get you a Bible. But guys, we have this Bible because God wants us to press into Him so that we can remember to be thankful, even in the hard times, the three feet of snow that fell. Yeah, that's a problem. But guys, how much of a blessing is it that we live in a place that... Guys, you don't have sprinkler systems here. I don't know if you guys appreciate how cool that is. I grew up in Wyoming where things are dry as dirt. The dirt is drier than dirt. Okay? We had to have sprinkler systems running like 24-7 so that we could have like three sprigs of green grass. I think once I grew half a potato in our yard, and it wasn't because I tried, it was because of a fluke. This year I had a garden, and, and like we had zucchinis that were bigger than this guy right here. You can ask Tyler Blatz about that, we fought about it. But we had these giant things, we had, we had bounty and plenty and whatever you want to call it. We had a harvest, we, we enjoyed that, and we didn't really have to water. So, I mean, this snow, while it is frustrating, if you put it in the right context, you understand that we live in a great place that you don't have to water very much. 
So I know that that's very baseline, and I know that a lot of you people are like rolling your eyes at me right now, thinking that I don't understand how any of this works, and you're right, 100%. But to prove my point, <laughs> um, guys, we should be thankful in these times. And this is a very small thing, but guys, how, how many of you guys can get tipped off by bad weather? And then you start talking to your family poorly, and you start treating your friends badly, and you get on the road, and all of us have what I call windshield personalities, where we will scream and say and do things behind our windshield that we would never do if we were face-to-face -to, -face to that person. I've called many, many a man and woman idiots behind my windshield. And, and I would never call them idiots in real life, right? And so, guys, when we get behind the wheel of our car, are we still being thankful for who God is? Are we still rejoicing in Him? It doesn't say rejoice most of the time. It doesn't say rejoice when you feel like it. It doesn't say rejoice as long as everything is going your way. It says rejoice always. Always. Yeah, but it's hard. Rejoice. Yeah, but I don't feel like it rejoice, but I, it might hurt. Rejoice. Guys, even to the point of it might kill me, rejoice. Because God has put us here right now in this moment for a purpose. And we even know what that purpose is when we continue to read on, but we're going to get there in a second. That's my little cliffhanger for you guys. He says, pray without ceasing. Yeah, but I don't have the time to pray without ceasing. Do you guys understand how busy I am? You don't understand, Andrew. Like, it's, it's the struggle is real, and I am up at four in the morning, and I don't go to bed until three in the morning, and it's busy in between. Okay, that's fine. Make time to pray. You don't have to drop on your knees and pray every 10 seconds. Like, that's not what Paul is saying here. He's saying, in your life, live a life of prayer. Live an attitude of prayer. Live an attitude of thanksgiving so that when you're working, guess what? When you're walking through Walmart fighting with your wife and being a terrible husband, you can pray. You can do that. He's opened the door for us to be able to go and do that. That is the purpose of us being in his presence is so that we have a relationship with him. Do you guys, okay, so how many of you guys were kids? Some of you guys' hands didn't go up. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Um, maybe my analogy won't work. Um, so when you're a kid and you're in high school or you're in middle school, whatever, you start dating and it's cute because you have gel pens. I don't know if you had gel pens. <laughs> But you, you have these pens that you write little notes to each other, and you say, I heart you forever. And they say, oh, I heart you too. And will you go to prom with me and check yes or no? And then you put another yes box, and you think you're real cute. Guys, when we do that, what do you do when you receive one of those letters? You read it. If you're weird, you sniff it. You, you, you read it. You read it again and again, and then you read it again, and then you start writing a letter back. Okay? We have these, these letters from our sixth grade sweetheart memorized in the first week of getting that letter. 
We keep it under our pillow, we keep it in our drawer, you keep it in your backpack, whatever. And anytime anybody asks you, hey, are you dating so-and-so? You pull out that letter and say, darn right, look how she folded this. <laughs> okay, so guys, remember that feeling and think about Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing, is God has not written it in gel pen, hopefully. It's not really folded in origami. But he's given us this love letter. And he desires time with us. It would have been really easy for him to be like, guys, you're going to hell. Sorry. I'm God, though, and it's okay. Because I'm God, and I don't need you guys. God could have done that. He could have said, look, wiping you off the face of the earth, and I'm just going to create a bunch of other people that know how to love me proper. He could have done that. He could do any of these things, but he chose not to. He chose to die on a cross so that we can spend eternity with him. So when we spend time, when we press in, when we pray with him, it's like writing him a gel pen letter back. God doesn't get bummed out with us. He wants us. He desires us. When you find yourself in sin, the last thing you want to do is pray and read your Bible, but that's the first thing God is hoping for. God is like the teenage girl sitting next to her bed waiting for the text from her boyfriend and can't wait to get that. When the phone rings, he's there, guys. It's not, boy, I hope he answers. The answer is already coming back before we've even pressed the send button. Sorry, this may or may not make sense to you guys. If you're younger, it makes sense. If you're older, I'm sorry. <laughs> guys, we have to understand that God's desire is more time with us. More time. More, more, more. He wants us. Even in our sin, guys, He desires us. He wants to help us out of those places. And so to do that, what do we do? We pray without ceasing. My mind constantly being reminded that I need to be thinking about him, that I need to be praying about how he would handle this situation. And you know what? Yesterday I failed. Today I'm hoping to do better. And tomorrow I might fail again. It's a test that I've taken many times. And trust me, C plus is the best I've gotten. You will not regret making time for God in your prayer life, in your daily life. And I guarantee you this, I use that word making time for God very deliberately because you will never find time. You will never find time to be with God. Guarantee it. You make time with God. If you're married in here, you know how important that is, especially if you have children, you know how important it is to make time with your spouse. How important it is to make sure you guys have time together to appreciate one another. Notice I'm using words like appreciate, <laughs> rejoice, thankful, like all those things, they're, they're all the same, guys. When we appreciate our spouse, guys, our relationship grows. When we appreciate God, our relationship grows and we grow closer to him, but you have to make the time. And I guarantee you, as soon as you make the time, as soon as you say, okay, every morning at 7 a.m. I'm going to be up and reading my Bible, I guarantee you, for some strange reason, the next day when you wake up at 7 o'clock, at 7.01, your best friend from 20 years ago will text you or call you and say, hey, let's go hang out. 
Something will happen to distract you from that time that you decided was your time with God. And it won't look that bad. We have to make time and keep the date. Guys, are you guys following with me here? Make the time, keep the date, pray without ceasing. You can do it anywhere and always. Finally, he says, in everything, give thanks. Everything is a good word because it means everything. It means anytime. It means no matter what. And sometimes that's really difficult because, guys, life is hard sometimes. Things go south. Things go rough. Things stop working the way we want them to work. Our bubble gets popped. And God expects me to be thankful in that moment? Yeah, but he doesn't understand how detrimental this snowstorm was. Or he doesn't understand how, how really frustrated I was at my wife. He doesn't get it. Guys, I'm not going to get into whether God gets it or not, because he does, but whatever. It doesn't matter whether he gets it or not. He's God. And I am to be thankful to him in everything no matter how I feel that day, no matter what happened that day, no matter what driver cut me off in the middle of the road, oh, it's, there are some people in Winkler, never mind. Um, look, no, okay, a few of you I might have called idiots, and I apologize. God is working on me. But guys, no matter what happens, I am to be thankful and I don't know what that looks like because sometimes, guys, it's ridiculous when you get cut off in the middle of the road and you say, thank you, Jesus. Really needed that today. Like, to me, that sounds fake. It sounds made up. But I don't think he's requiring us to be fake when he asks us to be thankful. I don't think he's requiring us to put on a face and act like something we're not. I do think he's... He's asking us to understand that there's more important things going on than our immediate. I, I, I look at it like this sometimes when I tell people when they get so frantic and frazzled and the world is on fire and I don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's like you're looking at a book like this. And I can't see you guys, so don't make any faces at me right now. But guys, when we go like this, I can't read any of the words on this page at all. I have no idea what's going on. But if I go like that, then I can see the whole picture. And I can start reading the words. And so, God is asking us to remember that there's more going on than our immediate. There's more going on behind in the background of things. And so when we can look at our situation like that, when we can back up and say, hang on a second, God is at work here, and I know some truths from the Bible. I know that... God's word says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. He says, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Guys, we can be confident that God is taking care of us even when we feel like the wheels are falling off. And I, don't, I want to be very sensitive to the fact that I understand like a snowstorm is very minimal in some of you guys' lives. Some of you guys came into this door today not caring one iota about the snow. 
and caring about family or caring about friends or caring about yourself and what's going on in your life. And that is 100% okay. And guys, I don't know how to be thankful sometimes in those situations except for I know that God can make it possible. When we put it into the correct perspective, we can understand that God is working in our lives to make us better, to grow us closer to him, because his desire is what? More time with us. And so when you're going through the hard parts of life, when you're going through the struggles, guys, remember that to press into him is the first place we should be going. So I want to finish out my story And you guys can be giving thanks because we're going to end early. But I want to finish out my story from yesterday. Um, And and this is going to be hard, so I apologize for this. I slept on the floor last night. Um, I didn't choose to press into Jesus. I didn't choose to be thankful for the wife that he's given me and the children that he's given me. I didn't choose to do those things. I didn't choose to rejoice in Him. I didn't choose to pray without ceasing. I chose Andrew. And and that was wrong of me. And if you guys lose respect for me, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't care what you guys think about me. I I just want you guys to know that I chose wrong last night. And here's what you do to choose right. Huh, choose the right. Um... It's a Mormon thing. You press into God. Opening the Word of God and praying with my wife would have been the number one thing to do in my situation. Understanding that there's more going on here than just what we immediately see would have been the right thing to do in our situation. And so how do we do this? How do we be thankful? How do we go forward and rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks? Guys, we continue to remember that this is everything. And without this, guys, I make a mess of my life easily. And so this is what we need. Time with Jesus is what we need. Remembering that is what we need to do. And I want to make one final point. And it says very quickly at the end of the verse 18, it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When people ask me, what is God's will for my life? Sometimes I try and make the, well, I think God is going to use you mightily and all these things. Guys, right there is the will of God for us, that we be thankful, that we rejoice in him always, that we pray without ceasing Guys, that's the will of God. It's very easy to do the will of God. We just need to remember those three things. And so as you go through this week, as you go through this this time of Thanksgiving, most of you probably have the day off tomorrow and you're going to be shoving your faces full of food and that's great. Remember that there's two beings always at work. Satan is always around the corner to get us because he's prowling around like a roaring lion. But God is always there to save us from that. He's always there to extract us from that situation that we can remember that, yeah, things are rough sometimes, but God is always good. Things go poorly at times, but God will always be faithful. 
God will always love us. God will always be there for us. He is good like that. And guys, we need to be thankful for it because he doesn't have to be. That's his choice. So I'm going to have the worship team come up and the prayer team come forward. We're doing this thing where we have the prayer team coming up because we want you guys to remember that praying without ceasing, sometimes we need a brother and sister to help us with that. There are times that we need someone to step alongside us and say, I, I just need help with this burden. And so maybe you're like myself and you're just in a position of feeling like garbage. That's okay, guys. We're here for you. Guys, maybe you're, things are going well, but you're just afraid that you want to continue them going well. Great. We're here for you. <laughs> We do this so that you guys can get what you need and we can be a family. And so as we go, I'm going to pray and then you guys can leave and all those good things and be thankful and have a great Thanksgiving and, and be a little bit chipper because I'm sorry I was a downer today. I feel like I was a downer anyway. But guys, remember that in everything we can give thanks. In everything we do, we can remember that Jesus is behind it. In everything that happens to us, we can remember that we can look to God and he can at least give us comfort in the storm. And so we're going to pray and then we're going to enjoy the long weekend with snow. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you've created us, Lord. You've made us in your image. You have given us life. You've given us breath. You've given us the ability to praise you, and the opportunity to praise you. I pray that we would remember that and that we would be constantly thankful, that we would pray without ceasing, that we would rejoice in you always, and that we would constantly in everything give thanks because we want to fulfill your will for our life. God, we want to be a part of your family. We want to be closer to you. We want to be better for you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just pour your spirit out on us today, Lord. Help us to remember that, yeah, we have all of these gifts and this food that we're going to eat tomorrow and whatever else goes on in a foreign country's Thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for those things. But help us remember that without you, without your sacrifice, without who you are, we don't really have any reason to be celebrating. So Lord, I thank you for who you are in my life. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I just pray that you would go with us and be with us in your name, amen.